to friends. Everyone's journey is different. Yeah. I'm kinky. Not going to deny it. Welcome to episode four of the Girl Mayhem podcast. This episode is titled, You Want Me to Do What With My Hairbrush? Or something along the lines of that. That's kind of a mouthful. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Anyway, yes, this episode, long time coming. I'm sorry, it's been almost a month. Um, just, I'm going to be honest and straightforward with you guys. I had an anxiety attack, my first ever anxiety slash panic attack the other day. It was not fun. Um, and since then, I just have not been feeling up to recording this uh, episode Mainly because, mainly because, sorry, I also can't talk. Mainly because I am afraid of my parents finding it. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. But we've already discussed losing my virginity and what a safe, fun time that was. So I should not feel ashamed. No one should ever feel ashamed of how they choose to live their lives. And I refuse to feel ashamed of how I choose not to live my life. That is one thing that I've come to terms with. And that is why I am now, after a month of freaking out about it, I am now here to record this episode. We're going to talk about the second time I ever had sex with a different person and was introduced to the world of BDSM. And the world of fet life. Yes, you heard that right. Fet life. And it's an online platform for the kink community. Almost every single kinkster is on there. And even just like any normal online dating website, there's catfishes and fake people who claim they're doms, but they're not actual doms. And it's just, it can be a shit show. Excuse me. Sorry. I also am getting over being sick. So if I pause or do that, I apologize, Um, but I'm going to try to cut all those out. So anyway, let's talk about BDSM. The clip that you heard before where they're talking about coming out as kinky is actually by a YouTube channel that I highly recommend if you are new to the kink world or you've been in the kink world a while and maybe you want to learn about other kinks that you aren't yours it's called what's the safe word but it's spelled w-a-t-t-s like what's the safe word so i highly recommend you checking them out they're really cool i love them they're really funny um amp's really funny the, the main guy amp is really funny um and it's usually him and his dom on there together So I highly recommend you check that out if you're in the kink world and you want to learn more about other kinks in the world uh, in a video format. They go ahead and they talk about them. They discuss them. And also they do a lot of other cool stuff such as like reviewing kink gear that you can buy off of Wish.com, which is like one of those cheap Chinese places. But I digress because I'm stalling. Let's get on with this episode. So I'm going to talk to you guys about, I'm going to use their code names because when you're a female, you know you have code names with all of your girlfriends for all the guys that you've ever been interested in, even remotely, or the guys you slept with. So I'm going to talk about three of the guys that I've been with in the kink community slash world. Uh, The first one that we're going to talk about is the one that introduced me to it 
and he he's called Bama. The reason why he's called Bama, he's from Alabama. I met him in a bar. I was with my friend at the time. We were in a bar. I was talking to him. He said he had just moved to Chicago. Again, everything takes place in Chicago. This is when I was in college. And we were talking about like what it was like to come back from this come from the south up to the north. It was also winter time, so it's first winter. Turns out that he lived on the south side of Chicago, but he worked in Evanston. And it was 3 a.m. in the morning. Didn't want to go all the way back to his place for work because he worked in Evanston the next day. We were just talking. He was saying, like, oh, by the time I get home, like, I'm just going to have to turn around and, like, go back for work. And I told him, I was like, oh, well, I'm, like, 30 minutes from here by train. My roommates are out of town. And, like, just being hospitable. You can sleep on the couch. Was not interested in, like, having sex with this guy at all or anything. That was not the initial plan when I invited him to stay on the couch. I legit meant, like, you can stay on the couch. I'm going to lock my bedroom door. There's nothing of value out in the living room. All my roommates could lock their doors from the outside, too, so no one could get in. I'm going to lock my door, so, like, there's nothing he could steal that was worth value if he was going to steal anything. So he came back to my place. We were just, you know, hanging out, chilling. Uh, My friends were chilling with us, and my friends decided to leave. So they leave, and it's just he and I, and I'm like, well, I'm going to go to bed. Like, the couch is over there. You can, like, go to bed. I'll grab you, like, a blanket and a pillow. So I went into my room to grab a blanket and a pillow. We were kind of, like, talking whatnot. One thing kind of, like, led to another, and we ended up in my bedroom, and... In the meantime, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes or SoundCloud, and please go give us a nice rating, maybe some comments. Do all the stuff that helps get our podcast out there to more people. And now back to whatever conversation is happening. Hopefully it's funny. Yeah, sex happened. It's very fuzzy from my memory. I don't remember a lot of what happened that night, that evening. The... What I remember the most is the next morning because I quickly found out that I was not on the dominant side in the bedroom. Now, anyone who knows me in real life, I can be very loud and out there, very opinionated. I do say my piece. I say what's on my mind. I don't really have a lot of a filter. Again, it's a Virgo trait of mine. I kind of just tell it how it is and I call people out on their bullshit. Well, it doesn't translate into the bedroom. Like, in a relationship, I could definitely call someone out on their bullshit too. But, like, it's different when you are in the bedroom. In the bedroom, because, again, this is my first time. No, this is my second time ever having sex. I don't know a lot about sex, so I was very submissive in that aspect. So I quickly found out through my experience with Bama, that I am a submissive through and through when it comes to sex in a relationship. I am not a switch. I can never dom someone because I would feel bad. And I'll tell you why and how I found this out right now. So the next morning, Bama and I get up because he has to go to work. He goes to work. Or maybe this is the second time we meet up. He, He goes to work, whatever. I think we met up again the next night and he stayed over again. And this time, like, he actually, like, stayed over in my bed, like, on purpose. So the next morning we get up, and he didn't have to go to work that morning. 
or at least he didn't have to go in to work that early the next morning, the second time. And we were in the bathroom because I needed to take a shower and we were going to shower together. We are together. That's what I remember. My bestie will have to, she listens to these, so she'll have to remind me if I told her this uh, part of the story a long time ago. I don't remember. She can tell me. But anyway, we somehow the point got somehow in the bathroom. I don't know how. All I can remember is he's bent over. His pants are down. And he he gives me my hairbrush, which is a paddle brush. So it has like a uh, long, flat backside to it. And bristles on the other side, obviously. And then, like, a handle. Like, it's a paddle brush. Like, Google search image paddle brushes, okay? So he asked me my paddle brush. He's bent over at the waist. And his pants are down. And he asks me to spank him with the paddle brush. Which, you know, I, at the time, have no idea what's going on. I have not been in the kink world. I haven't been in the kink community. I um, Unlike... Today, where I'm much more open to everyone's kinks and I don't kink shame anyone whatsoever for what the, whatever their kink is. Like, some things are just not my forte. I digress. But at the time, to a 22-year-old, 20, 22-23-year-old, however old I was when this was going on, I had no idea what was happening. All I knew is that this grown man was bent over at the waist asking me to spank him with a brush. And I felt very uncomfortable. Like, extremely uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to hurt you. Uncomfortable. So, this is how I found out I was a submissive. <laughs> he asked me to spank him. I was very much like, I don't know. I don't think I want to do this. Like, I don't want to hurt you. All this stuff. And he goes, just do it. Hit me. And so, I hit him very lightly with the hairbrush. He goes, no, hit me harder. So I tried to hit him harder. Again, didn't want to hurt him. So I didn't hit him too hard. And that was basically it. I don't remember more than that other than me being like, no, this isn't for me. Like, I'm not this way. I don't want to hurt people. I'm not going to hit you with a hairbrush. I'm not going to spank you with a hairbrush. Um, that was kind of it. That was the last conversation really he and I had. Um, before that he had told me about FetLife, like he was like, oh, you should get on it. And it's like a great thing for like the kink community. And like, you can learn all about the kink community and BDSM and fetishes and kinks. You can connect with other people who are kinky within the area, all this stuff. And I just kind of like brushed it off. I was like, oh, I'm not interested in that. Cause I didn't know anything. I didn't know any better. I didn't know anything about the world. So that was my experience with Bama. My second experience was with Army Guy. That's his nickname. His nickname is Army Guy. He and I were in a open relationship for four years. And, uh, and by relationship, I mean BDSM relationship for four years. It was my longest relationship ever. So it wasn't like your typical I'm his girlfriend, he's my boyfriend type of relationship. Like I never... I saw him once a month. It was only for kinky playtime. Or just as what people in the kink world call it, playtime. Um, that was pretty much it. We were just basically play partners for four years. We're friends with benefits, play partners in the BDSM world for four years. Uh, 
I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot about myself as a submissive. He and I actually matched on OkCupid, um, which is where I found two of my doms, actually. Army guy and then the next guy, which we'll talk about in a minute. But Army guy and I matched on OkCupid. We talked. We started doing stuff. We did a lot of what they call CNC. So look that up. I'm not going to give you... I don't want to say what the acronym isn't. Like, you can look it up on the internet. So, we did a lot. We did some CNC. Aftercare with him was amazing, though. Like, he actually did aftercare, which was great. Uh, the next person was not a good experience in terms of aftercare and CNC. And we'll get to that, too. And we should just have a whole episode dedicated to aftercare, why it's important. Um, but this isn't a BDSM podcast, so there are some great BDSM podcasts. And even, the, like I said, the YouTube channel before that you can go to if you're interested in the lifestyle and you want to learn more. But Army Guy was, I'm just going to say it, he was the best Dom I've ever had. Because I haven't found anyone else that can match up to him. So he is, hands down, the best Dom I've ever had in in my life. We were together for four years. We did CNC. We did bondage. We did impact play, which is like spanking and stuff. He did it to me, not the other way around. I never did anything to him because he was the Dom and I was the submissive. I'm not a switch, which is where you can like be a Dom or a submissive. And I'm not a Dom. So yeah, he was great. He was fantastic. Liked being with him a lot. Um, yeah, he, like, honestly, most of my stuff that I've done was with Army Guy. We did wax play, we did CNC, we did rope play, we did impact play. Um, what else did we do? I think that's kind of, like, those are the bases of kink, of the kink lifestyle. Like, those are kind of the bases. There's more layers to it that you can, and other kinks that you can get into, um, but those were, like, our main ones that we did um, regularly. Like, we did do things every once in a while that weren't regularly, or that weren't regular. But regularly, we did those things that I listed. And then the guy after, Army Guy, well, it was, the so, Army Guy and I were together in an open BDSM relationship. Like, he didn't care if I saw other guys. And actually, one of his fetishes was telling him, like, what I did with other men. So he didn't mind. So maybe two years into seeing Army Guy, I met this other guy. And this is a bad nickname for him, but it's the only nickname that fits. Everyone knows who I'm talking about when I say this. And by everyone, I mean my bestie knows who I'm talking about when I say this. But his nickname was... I'm so sorry for giving him this nickname. His nickname was Small it was Small Dick Mick. Small Dick Mick. And uh, the reason why his nickname was Small Dick Mick, I mean, you can kind of gather from that why his name was that. But uh, I had never seen a micropenis before him, which... Honestly, most of our 
most of our playtime together, he and I, had nothing to do with sex. Most of our playtime together was bondage, impact play for me, and uh, wax play. And he was big into like photography. Don't worry. I never, ever, one of my rules is that I will never, ever take naked photos of myself with my face in them. Um, because I refuse to have anyone find naked nudes of me with my face online for job purposes. Ladies, that's a tip. If you are going to send nudes to a guy, never include your face in the photo with the nude. Always go below the nose and down. So you can have your mouth in it because usually, you know, that's even superheroes, they always show their mouth barefaced or whatnot. But never show anything from below your nose and up in a nude photo because your face is very is obviously very distinguishable. So if you're going to send nudes to a guy, pro tip, no face photos on your body. Like no face photos in the nude body shot. Okay? Blur your face out or crop it out. You do not need nudes leaking in the future that could ruin your career. Okay? Now, if your life is, you don't care about that and you can do whatever you want and not have to worry about it coming back to haunt you, then by all means, send them away. But if you are concerned about your career, then like I said, crop your face out. Neck down only. Nothing with your face. But yeah, those were my experiences with those guys. I didn't have a lot of experiences, like I said, in Chicago with BDSM. Um, I never went. I went to one munch in Chicago that I tried to like meet someone, but it was really weird. Um, but other than that, like I just met guys off of FetLife, but. I was with Army Guy for four out of my seven years when I lived in Chicago. So three years before that, I was a virgin because I was in classes at school and I hadn't met anyone yet. So, because I think I lost my virginity when I was a junior. So yeah, like I didn't meet Army Guy until my senior year of college. So for three years, I didn't meet him. Then I met him. We were together for the rest of my time in Chicago when I got to Austin, however, um, I did try to meet people in the kink world here. I had very bad luck, and I'm still having bad luck with meeting authentic, real doms that aren't flaky here in Austin that f would fit well with my personality. And by that, I mean like, I'm having trouble finding doms here in Austin where our interests are the same. And by interests, I mean kinks. Because I have some hard limits, such as I won't go above a certain age. And I won't go below a certain age. So I won't be with anyone who's the same age as my dad or older. And I will not be with anyone who is the same age as my brother or younger. And my brother is 24. Yeah, my brother's 24. So I won't be with anyone 24 or younger. And 
that's just the way it is. I won't do it. And I won't be with anyone who is in their 50s or older because that's my dad's age. So the pool here is very small. And the two times that I thought I had a real connection with someone, I got flaked on. Both times. By the guy. For no reason. So, yeah. And I went to one munch here. Haven't gone back because I went with one of the guys. And then he, like, ghosted me. And I was like, I'm not going back to that munch ever. Because I'm not going to let... I'm not going to, like, run into him and whatnot. And I don't want to see, like, the people that I met him... That I met when I was with him. So, yeah. I don't want to go back to that one without someone that I know. But I have found that there is a very heavy... Or not a very heavy, but, like, a lot of people around me are in the kink world without me realizing it, which is nice. Like, I can turn to someone and just be talking to them, and all of a sudden they, like, let it slip, like, about the kink world. And I'm like, wait a second, you're in the lifestyle? And they're like, oh, yeah, like, I go to Munch's blah, 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 wherever. And I'm like, what? Like, what? Why haven't we talked about this before? I'm into the lifestyle. Like, I'm in the lifestyle. In fact, like, I, if you don't know what Kick is, Kick is a messaging app that a lot of folks use for um, messaging people about sex. <laughs> it's a very hook-up culture group on Kick. So if you're listening to this and you're a mom and your child has an, a phone or something, and they have Kick downloaded, you need to go delete it, especially if they are under the age of 18, because I found out that my 11-year-old uh, cousin at one point had Kick on her iPad. I managed to open it and saw a creepy-ass a creepy ass message from a really old dude and, like, tore him to shreds, said, like, you need to stop messaging my underage cousin like, she didn't respond to him or anything, but he was, like, messaging her, like, really inappropriate things. Um, and I was young at this point in time, so I didn't know what to do. And so I was like, you need to, like, whatever. And I blocked him from her, like, thing. But I'm also not her parent, so I can't, like, you know, delete it or whatnot. But I think I did tell my parents about it. I was like, hey, like, she has this app. Like, she should not be having this app. And I think they talked to my uncle about it. But regardless of the fact, so I actually am in a few kink communities on Kick. So you can create groups and you can chat with like-minded people around the world. So I'm in two kinky groups on Kick, and that's where I actually learned a lot about kinks and BDSM and sex from was those Kick groups as well. Like they're a plethora of knowledge like you just go in and you talk to people about their kinks you find out well how did you get into that like people are very open and honest very accepting of each other in the kink community that's one of the greatest things that I like about it it's very open and accepting and anyone who isn't opening open and accepting in the kink world usually aren't real they're usually the fakers the people that you can tell like hey you're fake like you're not a real like you're not a real dom you're not a real sub because you're not open and accepting. Now that being said, while being open and accepting, we're not pushovers. So I'm not going to let someone who is a fake dom try to dominate me over 
texting. So I'm not going to let someone come into my space and be like, Hey, I'm a dom. You're submissive. Do what I say right now. Uh, no, that's not how this works. Gross. Also, I identify as what they call a, well, what I call a warrior submissive. I found this saying online about it before, and I think it is, it just hits home for me. It definitely is exactly what I am. And basically, it's that you are not a, um, sorry, one second. Ah. Should have this up. I'll have to edit this part. Okay, so a warrior submissive. This is what I identify as, and I'll read you the little part about it. The warrior submissive. Ever get the feeling when you read about all the classic categories of submissive that there must be one missing? You know which one we're talking about. The missing submissive is the one that is wicked smart, strong-willed, uber-competent, ultra-competitive, synergistic, switchy crusader. She's no one's doormat, never a victim. She's a kick-ass submissive for the 21st century. Think Xena, the warrior princess, kneeling at the feet of Hercules. This definitely isn't a woman in a precarious predicament waiting helplessly for her white knight to arrive and slay a dragon for her. This was a woman who, as she's kicking the dragon's ass, smiles at the white knight standing on the sidelines and says, Hey buddy, feel free to jump right in and lend your sword to this fight. Otherwise, stay the hell out of my way. The warrior princess doesn't need or want a rescuer. The warrior princess needs an ally that she can rely upon in the chaos of battle. She seeks a warrior equal to the tasks that she has already chosen for herself and is destructively and oh my god and is destructively capable of comp accomplishing uh, oh my god capable of accomplishing with or without his help. She is willing and able to fight the good fight alone but welcomes the notion of having a worthy partner fighting by her side. And yet when the day's fighting is done she is perfectly at ease with considering herself entirely his, heart, might, mind, body, and soul. Why is she important? She just, why is she important? She is important because she just might be the hope and salvation of this lifestyle. There will come a day in the not-too-distant future when the warrior princess submissive will be forced to become a combat, a combatant, will be forced to become a combatant in a highly politicized war on the BDSM lifestyle. It will be a propaganda war that characterizes all dominants as abusers and all submissives as victims of abuse and exploitative relationships. When she comes out of the shadows and chooses to fight for the BDSM lifestyle instead of against it, as many of her contemporaries will expect her to do, her strong moral compass will reassure those on the sidelines that she is doing what is just and right. So that is what I identify as. I am very strong-willed in my day-to-day -day life. I have opinions. I expect to be treated equally to my fellow human. I expect everyone to be treated equally to their fellow human. I deserve equal rights for an equal pay. I am definitely woman empowerment. I have a woman empowerment podcast, but yet I'm also submissive in the bedroom. So I think that is inherently who I am to my core. 
I am someone who is very, like I said, very much a dominant personality, but not a dominant. I'm a dominant where it matters, basically. But I'm not a switch. I'm a submissive in the bedroom. So let's get that straight. So that is me. Holy 100% me. I am a submissive warrior princess. And I embrace that. Um, if you want to learn more about the BDSM lifestyle, by all means, check out FetLife. There are TNG groups, which are in many cities, and they welcome newcomers in those TNG groups under the ages of 30. Usually they're 18 to 30, and you can learn all about the lifestyle. I believe there are older, there are groups for older people as well. Um, I've never been to one of those because I've always gone to a TNG, but I highly recommend if you are new or it interests you and you're the age of 18 or over to check out FetLife and also to check out YouTube, What's the Safe Word? So W-A-T-T-S, the safe word. Go check them out. You can tell them the Girl Mayhem podcast sent you um, over at What's the Safe Word. They have no idea who I am at this podcast. But I support their work. I'm subscribed to them. I love them. They're amazing. Um, Amp is hilarious. The way he talks about certain things, he makes it very much just a normal conversation with you about the kink lifestyle. He is very much social media savvy, so he can definitely talk to you about some like YouTube nuances. Like he knows what's going down in the world of like YouTube and all the memes and you can catch them and you can laugh at them with him on what's the safe word. But I highly suggest that you guys check that one out. Um, I don't know. I don't listen to BDSM podcasts, but if anyone has any suggestions of BDSM podcasts and you're listening to this on a platform where you can leave comments, then please, by all means in the comments below, Leave your favorite BDSM podcast for others to find and listen to. For me to listen to, I want to start listening to them more. Um, this is a part of me that I have fully embraced this year that I'm excited to embrace more and meet more people in the lifestyle. By all means, please leave resources for each other in the comments. Um and if you want to talk more about BDSM or if you have a question about it, you can email me. Email thegirlmayhem at gmail.com. If you have any questions that you would want to discuss on the podcast about it, let me know. Send them my way. Email them to me. Um, please email them to me because, again, I don't know where you might be hearing this. There might not be a comment section for you, so email them to me. Um, so yeah, I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I know it wasn't as juicy as you were expecting it to be, but to be honest, like my time with people in Chicago and the kink world was great. Like I, like I said, I was with someone for four years, so I really don't have much else to say about it. Um, and I'm still learning. I'm still growing. You learn something new every day about the kink community and the lifestyle. So, yeah. 
I'm excited to learn more. If you want more episodes about BDSM or empowerment and how you can be empowered as a submissive or whatnot, let me know. Like, I can definitely, like, we can definitely go down that road one day. But just remember that if you are a submissive, it doesn't mean that you are a doormat. You're not someone's doormat for them to use however they please. You, as a submissive, have all the power. If you say no, if you don't trust someone, you can take away that power. You can take away their ability to be dominant. You, the submissive, have all the power. And that's what we're about. Empowerment. Anyway, I'm going to go. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did really enjoy it, please, 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 please leave a review on whatever site that you are listening it on. Hopefully it has a review structure for you. If it does not, please go over to iTunes and leave a review of the podcast. Any little bit helps. Reviews will help us get more followers, more listeners, more people that can come along the journey with us of discovery of empowerment of badass boss babes um you know everyone's welcome so please leave a review all right now i'm actually gonna leave i keep saying i'm going to but i'm actually gonna leave now um have a great rest of your week okay bye